Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, good to see you today. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you? I'm doing fine, thank good, you. Good, Had some good news and bad news. Every day. It's, at least we have some good news, too. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we talk to ourselves with the good news. Uh, every once in a while, you get, <laughs> you get criticism and say, Ron, you're too optimistic. Too optimistic. <laughs> and other people say, well, I'm glad at least you don't give up. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, we just have to do what we have to do. But uh, today we're going to start off with, uh, I guess, uh, in many ways, it's a sad story. So it's ba bad news. It has to do with... Uh, what, what happens after you get rid of a bad governor? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's one reason why I sort of soften my stand uh, on uh, term limits. Yeah. You know, I was all for it and voted for all, had legislation, and uh, a lot of supporters strongly support it, and they still support it. But uh, my conclusion was, you know, you, when it's voluntary, at least, the people who voluntarily gave up their seat and lived up to their principles, they were always much better than their replacements. So the, uh, the whole thing is replacements uh, are a risk, too, whether you, uh, you know, impeach a president, what kind of a vice president are you going to get? And people should think about these things. But what I'm referring to here is uh, they, they did get rid of a governor up in New York. Yeah. Uh, he uh, overstepped his bounds and uh, he um, had to go and he was run out of town. He didn't even get impeached. Yeah. So <laughs> his record is clean. Yeah. So the new governor, Kathy Hochul, she's controversial. I mean, she is so bad. <laughs> it looks like somebody in the, on the Internet yesterday said, Bring back Cuomo. Yeah, so, really. But anyway, what I'm referring to, a lot of people probably have heard this. She gave a little talk the other day, a little pep talk. And um, she was explaining herself that uh, she's a pretty important person. And uh, here she goes, goes and, and the title on the Internet was, I guess on, on Twitter, that she goes unhinged with a religious rant saying, the vaccine is from God and I need you to be my apostles. That's, that's a little risky there. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think she was joking, so <laughs> we better be careful. <laughs> and, um, but she falls up. She, she's consistent, um, at least with the, with the description of what she's doing, maybe a, a little bit of unhinged, because as usual, so many times we've pointed this out, that problems occur. You have, uh, uh, you know, people uh, leaving school and lockdowns and teachers leaving, buses that can't haul people, and everything they do, they make it worse. So here she, um, she's uh, closing down. She, she's closing down the hospitals in a way. You know, the hospitals might have began firing and suspending healthcare workers. They wouldn't take all their shots. Yeah. The fact that they had natural immunity, which is better than all the shots in the world, you don't have to get natural immunity six times. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even need a lot. As a matter of fact, you don't even get it twice, even if you wanted it. It doesn't have work that way. So uh, they, uh, that, they, that just makes the conditions much worse. We, even in the early months of, uh, of uh, COVID, you know, I complain that a whole lot that, uh, uh, you know, it distorts the delivery care, the delivery of care, and that uh, that it's it exaggerates one element of care where it, if it were left to the market, they might not need that many people in the hospital. Uh, at the same at the same time, uh, a lot of people 
uh, had surgery suspended. Matter of fact, we had a report just the other day showing how many, oh, the cancer patients, I think, how many yeah. cancer, because they miss getting their tests and mammograms and all this. That, you'll never know exactly how many, uh, but uh, but you, you, can, you can come up with an estimate that it didn't help at all. And so what did they do? It seems like the worse things get, the more they emphasize the same thing. They're having a problem. People are quitting and the hospitals, uh, you, you know, don't have enough help. So the best thing we can do is fire the remaining ones. They must be the best ones, but we need to get rid of them, you yeah. know, and that's what's happening. So that's what they're facing. That's why the individual says, bring back Cuomo. But uh, no, they need to bring back, uh, not bring in. They need to bring in some people who happen to believe in freedom and the delivery of medical care can be done by the free market and, and through a doctor-patient relationship. But uh, that's generally not on the agenda, but we have one story today where there's a group of doctors talking exactly about that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's strange in New York, as it's strange in many places, and I think unhinged is the right word, but this whole pattern is you kind of scratch your head because they first they tried offering the vaccine, and the people who were looking forward to it, they rushed and they took it, the people who wanted it, and that wasn't enough, so they tried bribing you. Here, have some hot dogs, have some beer, have some donuts, have all this stuff, just take a shot, have some money, you want some money, have some money. Then they tried pleading, then they tried threats, take the shot or you lose your job. And now they're trying God, God is on our side. <laughs> it becomes this weird religious cult. And in fact, let's look at the first 36 seconds of the New York governor speaking to a church congregation. Uh, tell me this is not one of the weirdest things you'll see all week. During this time and you know what God did answer our prayers he made the smartest men and women the scientists the doctors the researchers he made them come up with a vaccine that is from God to us and we must say thank you God thank you and I wear my vaccinated necklace all the time to say I'm vaccinated all of you yes I know you're vaccinated you're the smart ones but you know there's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants you know this. You know who they are. I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out. It's unhinged. And Fauci, remember, he said a while ago, hey, if, if you attack me, you're attacking science. And now the governor of New York is saying, if you attack me and go against me, you're going against God. And here she says, we know who those people are. They're the not the clever ones. They're the ones going against God. This is really weird stuff, Dr. Paul. You know, I read the comments about her speech, but I hadn't listened to it till just now. <laughs> and it, it's actually much worse. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's, she's more demented than I, than I thought she was. I thought she might have been a casual mention, but boy, she, in a way, she, that was a fair warning uh, to anybody that didn't obey God, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and she's God's representative. There's a little bit of sickness associated with that, and uh, of course, uh, it's going to make the whole problem worse. Uh, the conditions are going to get worse if you don't have people staying there. It's, a, it's sort of like when the inner cities were blowing up and continue to blow up, there's still people out. Well, the best thing you can do is when everybody's burning and stealing and robbing, and he, what, we, what we need to do is, is defund the police. Yeah, it, the, good ones, the good ones and the bad. Everybody has to go defund them, and, uh, but don't let the people have guns to defend themselves no. because that's illegal. That would be an illegal use of guns. But this, this, this 
this is a real shame. Uh, so it uh, it might it might be a, a mental status from that state. I think, but uh, <laughs> I imagine if I were forced to do, live in New York, I would live uh, at least a uh, hundred miles from. The, the East Coast, New York City, yeah. because I've been to New York and there's some Western New York isn't yeah. so bad, yeah. you know, so there's some nice places there. But uh, right now they don't get to run thing. The population uh, is that they get people like this. Uh, you, you can't you, you can't fire. Yeah, I mean, you can fire, but uh, are, are you going to get anything any better? So uh, you have to get people with different ideas, uh, not with a, with, with a, a different group of political co consultants. And on the second point that you made is her, she signed an executive order giving herself the power to fire anyone who refuses to, for whatever reason, religious whatever, to take the shots. And this is, uh, Matt Walsh had a good uh, piece. Uh, let's look at his, uh, a good tweet. Let's look at that first tweet, that first picture, because he really captures it well. Uh, <clears throat> Matt Wall says, so here's the breaking. She says she will deploy medically trained National Guard troops to replace unvaccinated healthcare workers in the hospitals who will be fired tonight. This came out last night and Wall makes a great point. Artificially creating a hospital staffing shortage while simultaneously claiming that a deadly pandemic is overwhelming the hospitals. This is one of the most twisted and evil things that I've seen. And in fact, if everyone who thus far has, has not taken a shot is fired, that means she will have fired 82,000 hospital workers throughout the state of New York. Talk about creating a crisis. You know, there, there's doctors in the guard unit. They're not trained to take care of uh, complicated cases of COVID, which have been more complicated by the medications they're taking. So it's a very, very difficult thing. And to pick people out of the guard and all of a sudden, you know, quite frankly, I don't think they're going to be very happy about yeah. that. They're, they're, they're going to have to follow the orders, but the orders don't solve the problems. You know, what they need is a little bit of freedom of choice and, and let people make their own decisions on this. But, uh, Firing, firing them won't, and hiring the National Guard, and that isn't, you know, I was in the Guard as well as on active duty, and I, I'm not going out of my way to blast the Guard. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. in this case, uh, transferring the uh, physicians from the National Guard in mass over and thinking they can fill just like that, and it would be like overnight. Yeah. Eighty-two thousand of them. They, will, they won't even know where many? to park overnight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. And the other thing that's interesting, the irony is, from what I've read, that the guard isn't even required as of yet to be fully vaccinated. So there may be a lot of those guard people that aren't vaccinated <laughs> that wouldn't be eligible. But I want to do one more clip before we move on because this might, maybe this is explained. I know, Dr. Paul, you're very sensitive uh, and you don't like hearing this horrible news of potential corruption. <laughs> but maybe this explains why the New York governor is so shot crazy. Let's look at this next clip. Uh-oh. Governor Kathy Hochul's daughter in law is a top lobbyist at pharma firm all in the family business dr paul now i'm sure that doesn't have any any influence on her decision she must have gone to a good college to learn that business acumen that she has there that's yeah. really good Get, getting in 
She's probably making good living. And, oh, you know, yeah. I understand a relative of the president does has made a pretty good living over the years. Yeah, he's a uh, painter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether that'll continue, but it seems like it'll continue just like it continues with Hillary. People will sort of remember about it, but nobody ever nobody ever charges individuals like that unless they spoke at one time somewhere to Donald Trump. Yeah, that's and then it. you better watch out. <laughs> Fair yes. and equal, sure. <laughs> So are we okay on going in to look at something a little bit uh, along this line, but maybe positive side? Yeah, yeah. In fact, we could even put up that next clip just to show readers what we're talking about. Okay, this one. They had a little meeting uh, in Rome, which is uh, down the street, you know. We're talking about the real Rome. So (laughs) they're coming alive again. The Roman Empire is uh, coming alive. 3,000 doctors and scientists arrived there because they're, and, and these were academicians. These weren't, these weren't taken off the television screen that uh, were there and worked for drug companies. But they, they went there to make a statement and uh, they did, uh, but 3,000 is very, very impressive. But the main purpose was to, f- to point out how foolish it's been and uh, you, you know what they've been doing, and then uh, then they have it was a declaration, and then uh, they, they had their their whereases and therefore you know. But the main thing in therefore that what I got was, and this is what I like. They emphasize what you need is doctor-patient relationship to practice medicine. This way we have the corporations working with the government and the bureaucrats practicing medicine. Then they wonder why it isn't working. And uh, they've invented a a way of delivering medicine that when you make a mistake, absolutely everybody's going to suffer, including others too, that aren't even supposed to be involved. So it does, does, uh, in a way, uh, give you a hint on what it's like when, when a country becomes uh, Sovietized, when it's totally socialist or communist. Uh, you know, the medical care is pretty good for those who run the country. Oh, yeah. They always have their private physician, but uh, mo- most of the time, uh, the only thing it does for some people is they have to uh, get out and read some uh, holistic efforts because uh, I, I think we don't have enough emphasis on that and people have to do it. In fact, even in this case we're talking about, just think of the people that went, uh, you know, they didn't want to deal with all these vaccines and all, and they went with a more a, a holistic approach of talking about exercise and vitamins and, and uh, nutrition. And, uh, and the, the record shows, at least the way I read it, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is right up your alley because it, the emphasis here, now it's actually over 4,100 doctors. Oh, um, that have signed they're signing so on. Right? It's increasing. But the emphasis is on, as you say, the Hippocratic Oath uh, combined with the sanctity of the doctor-patient relationship. And here's one sort of in the intro of the statement. They talk about how uh, they believe that many have died uh, from COVID as a result of being denied types of early treatment. It says the declaration is a battle cry from physicians who are daily fighting for the right to treat their patients and the right of patients to receive these treatments without fear of interference, retribution, or censorship by government, pharmacies, pharmaceutical corporations, and big tech. That doesn't sound so unreasonable. Let us treat our patients as we see fit. 
Boy, I wonder what the governor will think. I wonder if she'll read it. <laughs> she'll call God up. <laughs> <laughs> because we do have a couple governors that it makes a lot of sense to if uh, it doesn't take uh, too much to find find them. But uh, there's too many that uh, are probably, I put them in the category of indifferent. Yeah, I sort of like that. I like this. But I can't take on the world. I can't take on the federal government. <clears throat> it's going <clears> to <throat> disrupt the payment system. And uh, we have to, you know, just like in the schools, they have to report students, so they have to go out and round up their students to get their reimbursement. That's what they have to do in medicine, too. They even, they, they don't drag people in and uh, decide that they have a certain disease. These are, this is well known, it's been documented, and doctors admit it, that they come into the hospital for other reasons, and they do a test, and, and they say, and they're told, is it a test positive? The test is positive. So they get on that particular list. And uh, that is not the way you should practice medicine. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, we've talked a lot about Israel because Israel, for better or for worse, has been kind of the world's lab. You've got to feel a little sorry for the Israelis, but they've been forced to get the shot, and then we're forced to get another one. They're forced to get a booster now. And we were wondering, are they going to rise up? Are they going to get sick of this? And we can even put up this next clip. This is from Steve Watson at Summit News. Yes, they are finally. They are sick of it. Uh, the headline is Israelis rise up against vaccine passports after being told more shots are needed to be considered fully vaccinated. Remember, they said, hey, just get the two shots. We're going to go back to normal. And they were good, obedient Israelis. They stood in line and they got their two shots. Then the government said, no, from now on, if you don't have the booster, you're not considered uh, vaccinated at all. You're as bad as those dirty anti-vaxxers. Uh, and, so uh, and so they did get that third one, but now they're being told that you need to get at least four shots. And I think that may have been the straw that broke the Israelis back because <laughs> right. they took to the streets <clears throat> and said, no, this is enough, we're tired, we're tired of this. You know, we have said it many times and many others have said it too, that uh, this, this need to continue this process uh, on people who have been vaccinated and to, to turn it around, so I'm fully vaccinated, but I still can't stand the danger of the non-vaccinated. They're the dangerous people, they're yeah. the evil people. They're not, they're not on God's side at all. They're out there to kill us. So, and I got to thinking, well, every time they do this every time they close out somebody whether they're vaccinated or not or whether they're taking a risk or not they're they're actually living proof that these people don't believe the vaccine's worth a nickel yeah that's the they're up part. to three and four shots the president does it sets the example so and, and there are some people that actually said that you'll never get it uh, you'll never get a, a vaccine that's going to be perfect. It's that type of thing we have. Uh, I, I think even as a kid before I was in medicine, I used to wonder, you know, why do people keep getting colds? You know, there are vaccines and things, but but it, it's in that category. But they keep saying, you know, uh, that uh, we're, we have to keep looking, keep looking. And uh, but they, what, what, they, what they're doing, though, is uh, I think they're living proof that they don't themselves believe deep down in their heart that the vaccines protect them from anything. Yeah. And yet, you, you know, you don't hear that very often explicitly said on, on, on a regular television. But uh, 
obviously more people are waking up to this effect because people are going out, the numbers are getting better, people are becoming more optimistic. We're seeing the larger crowds. So, uh, you know, I think things are, uh, things are not over yet. <laughs> and the thing that almost seems like they want a crisis, and we haven't really talked about it on the show, maybe you and Chris will on a Friday, but this whole uh, crisis of the supply chain and all the containers that aren't being unloaded and aren't being transported across the country, and a lot of this is man-made, and in fact, the next clip is our, our fourth story, and this is a man-made crisis, and this is just an example of what's happening around the country where they have vaccine uh, mandates. If we can put that next one up, uh, this is from Business Insider. Dozens of Massachusetts state police officers are quitting over the state's COVID-19 vaccine requirement. They're just walking off the job, Dr. Paul. You know, that episode and the other ones that we point out where people are disgusted and even these people meeting in Rome, for me that's, uh, when you hear see, and see this, this is real. We still have enough freedom that we get these messages out. But for me, this is the reason why people shouldn't give up. You know, it's so easy. Uh, and I, I, I really sympathize with people who are so pessimistic. They're terrified by this. And, they, and then they put it on their kids and they walk around. They've ruined their own, their own lives. Uh, but they, they had help. They were pushed that way because of the other. But when, when you see all these good things happening, teachers rebelling and, and parents rebelling, and they won't submit, policemen rebelling. And you, earlier we had another one where the police just took, took oh, it was Italy, in Italy. Yeah, that's they just up, took yeah. their uh, helmets off and joined the, the people who were uh, uh, not submitting. And, yeah. and they were supposed to you know, stop them and they, and they join them. So I think there's reasons why people just shouldn't give up because the truth is we don't know the future and neither does anybody else. And uh, but I, I work on the assumption, although I don't know the future tomorrow or the next day, that there are certain rules that are followed that if you become completely insane, you're no good will come of it. And, uh, you know, it's in economics. There are second economic laws. Like if you print too much money, the money becomes worthless and the prices go up. But you don't know what day that's going to happen and who's going to suffer and who's going to benefit. So there's a lot of unknowns. And that's, that's what's happening now. There's a, a lot of unknowns. But the, one, the big principle is that when you see people awakening and willing to speak out, and uh, there was the recent meeting we had another school board meeting, standing up to the school board and uh, it's, it's amazing how the school boards uh, don't know how to react. They yeah. can't stand it. They, they, all they can do is try to shut up, shut up, yeah. don't do this, and close down the meeting. Yeah. They, don't, they, they don't know how to handle the truth. So if we stick with the truth, I think uh, that we will uh, have, make an impression on some people. And, you know, they want to tar the people who are standing up and resisting. They're just a bunch of dirty anti-vaxxers. But the interviews that I've seen with people that are doing that, I haven't really heard anyone say, I'm against vaccines, it's terrible. Most of them are arguing for the principle that I get to choose myself what kind of medicines I take, what I put in my body, and how I live. Uh, and, but they want to demonize them. So some governors actually literally want to demonize them uh, about this. But that really is not what we're talking about. It's not what we're seeing. 
The other thing you, you mentioned, <coughs> excuse me, you mentioned the, the, the other issue, which is a big problem that the Biden administration and others are having, which is that they are sending a message that the vaccine is not very good. And that's a real problem. And we're seeing it over and over. And in fact, I'm going to do a couple of quick uh, tweets here just to show what we're talking about. Let's look at the next one. Now, this happened yesterday. The president made a big show, a big dramatic show of getting his uh, booster shot. And so moments ago, President Biden receives Pfizer COVID-19 booster shot. Dan Horowitz, who writes over at The Blaze, said, so it doesn't work? You know, if he's got to <laughs> get more of it. And let's look at the next one then really quick, uh, if we can. Um, because this is the point we're making. He's getting a shot, and then someone comments, vaccinated, he's wearing a mask, and he's getting another vaccine shot. Nothing about this image inspires confidence in the vaccines. It's a real problem. So let's turn actually to Dr. Uh, Marty McCary, who we've seen in Wall Street Journal. He's at Johns Hopkins. Uh, let's put that next clip on. And he actually confirms what these earlier uh, tweets were suggesting. He said on Fox yesterday that uh, this is Dr. McCary from Johns Hopkins, quote, if you look at the blanket and indiscriminate vaccine mandates that come from the White House, after they have been announced, the vaccination rates on a daily basis have gone down 20%. So the pushing, the yelling, the screaming, the drama is actually causing people to stop and be more hesitant. That's what he's seeing, and that's what's really interesting. But there's one group that is very, very happy. Let's look up the last tweet in this little series. These guys are thrilled. Let's look at this chart. Oh, here is the stock for Moderna. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Just Moderna stocks skyrocketing by 500% over the last year. Grab those boosters. They must, must have gone to a government business school <laughs> and one of our government-run universities yeah. to teach you how to make some money doing that. <laughs> but, you know, when you showed the picture of the president uh, getting the uh, shot with, the, with his mask on, and typically speaking, uh, well, I guess we've seen it. There's always pictures of immediately after doing something else, they take their masks yeah. off. That, that even makes it worse. I mean, he makes the point that, uh, that he still has to ma wear a mask even though the vaccine you know, is supposed to work. So I think what they're doing there is just showing that they, they, don't, they don't, don't trust it. And as soon as they're out of it, it's, it's, it's theater. Yeah. It's playing the political game. So... Uh, well, I'll close out with a couple of little video clips because one is horrible. And I, I mean, I'm going to say, I think Australia is probably worse than North Korea, uh, worse than a lot of places. This is a, it's a little bit shocking. So I, I'll caution people. This is a little bit shocking. This is going on in Australia. Let's put up uh, this. It's a clip. It's a video clip. There are two of them. The first one is Australia. It's just eight seconds. When they say they need to stamp out COVID, they mean it literally. <laughs> hard to watch that we can that's that's enough just that one time is enough this no and this i'm not this is not an exception i look through i spent a lot of time looking and this is actually the rule there's so many people that the police are just pounding to death in in australia it's crazy but we got to end with the good news story you alluded to it earlier this is the other side of the coin and this is what happens when you have a civilized people in a civilized country Let's look at this clip from Italy. There's a big protest. The cops are there. They could have started cracking heads, uh, but they didn't. Let's expand that.
So the police actually took off their riot gear, put it down, and in solidarity with the protesters, and they were greeted very warmly, pat on the head, and there's a lot of people there. So this shows the other side. This shows that there is some humanity left. And why we should not give up, yes. right? Because there, there will be a time they will shift their viewpoint. But they have to hear it. Somebody has to stand up when they go to the meetings. Uh, a lot will show up, but not everybody's going to have the confidence uh, and are anxious to be the spokesman. So somebody, when somebody does, uh, guess what? The hoodlums, the ones that are running these shows and all these authoritarians, they're like wimps. Yeah, they, they're like a bully. You know. If face up to a bullet and all of a sudden he fades away he don't want to, he doesn't want to expose for the wimp the, that they are so you I'm have all done. yeah that's okay my... I, I want to follow up on on uh, something you said about a, a medicine and, and care because uh, so often you make the point very strongly that uh, you know we, we haven't taken the position that uh, vaccines are bad you should do this and this and this that what, what we want is freedom of, of, of choice. And it's gonna vary because doctors vary things differently, uh, treating the same thing. And sometimes you have two or three choices and sometimes they're more likely to uh, satisfy one patient over the other. So, so the delivery of freedom can vary. And this was a point I made that the young people especially were very, they, they kept their eyes and ears open and they understood what I was saying that in freedom what what you're doing is allowing you to make your choices because uh i personally would would uh, say that you know i i don't know how to run your life i don't even want to run your life and i don't uh i, I don't know how to run the economy and uh because i don't know how to do it and uh, but there are things that you should know about it and it seems so foolish for for me as a president to want to run the country and be an internationalist and tell other countries what to do no matter what they're doing and i always argued the case that in, in any area like this if you don't like what people are doing you're considering the, you consider what they're doing is immoral and wrong and dangerous uh, the job is to persuade them otherwise and that's what that's what the prime purposes of parents are good parents is that the parents are supposed to teach most of that the big crisis that we have now is you know the uh, nuclear family isn't as healthy as it was in, in the past so there's a lot of other people influencing and now uh, we have people saying that uh, it should be the be, be the government that uh, looks after our children it's a community activity so uh, but it's the freedom that we want not the dis final decision uh, that uh, we'll tell you how to run your life. It, uh, it, it, it doesn't work. And uh, that's why in the early years, um, is at least up until the beginning of the 20th century, we did pretty well in defining and protecting the principles of liberty. But we've been living on borrowed time. We, we, we live on borrowed time. It, it's, a, it's a mixed bag. Freedom produces great abundance of wealth. And then when the people decide that they don't have to worry about it, freedom is automatic and they ignore it, all of a sudden they start consuming. It was true in the, in the Roman Empire. It's over 
consumption of wealth. And the consumption of wealth of this country is also uh, measured by the destruction of the value of the dollar. Uh, what used to buy, take a dollar to uh, buy something, now it might be $100 or $10 or whatever. So we're consuming wealth, and this is why we, it, it's really weird. It's one thing uh, that demonstrates this is, is sort of mysterious, that uh, people... Uh, people are out of work. They claim they want jobs. And there are more jobs offered and nobody wants to work. But this is a distortion of things. People get, get mixed up and people are being paid not to work. And, uh, but a long term, you know, the country will get uh, weaker. And I think it's a result of it becomes, it first becomes less moral and they lose moral principles and, and, and get all fouled up on the rule of law. And then you end up with what we have now with our judicial system and the FBI and the CIA and all these other things that are, that are so detrimental to to us but that can last for a long time and I think especially in the last 50 60 years we have been consuming wealth and that's why things are going to get much worse because eventually uh, it's not going to be handed out to just by printing more money everything they're talking now about five six seven and some people say eight trillion dollars we need to appropriate because that will take care of everybody's needs and at the same time that will be the problem that the people have because it will actually contribute to the destruction of wealth. Destroy, destroy liberty and you will destroy wealth as well. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.